0: Leadership File on Premier. Welcome to the show which talks to Christian leaders about the topics that really matter. I'm Andy Peck. When was the last time you heard a prophetic word in your church? We well, you might be the kind of church that only hears a prophetic word when you happen to be studying one of the prophetic books. Uh, you may regard a prophetic word as something that's part of the regular preaching. Or you may, like today's guests, believe that the prophetic should be a normal part of the church's life. Well, I'm joined this week by Tom Allsop and Alistair Foreman, pastors of Catch the Fire London, a church based in Wembley, London, but with influences uh, both nationwide and worldwide. The church was planted under the oversight of John and Carol Arnott, who were involved in an outpouring of the Spirit in Toronto, Canada back in 1994. Tom is one of the associate pastors and Alistair runs the 18 to 30s Momentum Group. So, welcome back to Leadership, Far Guys. Hi good Good, good to have you back. Um, you uh, have um, been on the show a couple of times before, uh, and there, uh, I'd encourage listeners to go back to the archive and and listen to, particularly the the, the show looking at the values, the values of um, Catch the Fire, uh, and. They will have gathered people who who've listened to those shows will have gathered that you are a church that um that believes in prophetic ministry. So talk about what you mean by that first of all. Maybe Tom you could start for yeah, us. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Um I mean, so certainly when we use the term prophetic, we would um that would cover a large kind of area of, of church life mm. and, and and indeed our, our kind of our walk with God. Uh you know, we would say that anything we, we hear from God is prophetic in nature. Um we believe there's a difference between being prophetic in nature and holding the office of profit, as in the hmm. as in the fivefold ministry, but certainly as a church, we we really believe in the power of the prophetic. Um, certainly, you know when anything that God says, you know, I and mean, it's that that old uh, that old uh, phrase, you know, one. One, one word from heavens better than a thousand words from from man and and just this idea that actually we want to be a church that are uh, are, are steeped and, and, and immersed in the prophetic um you know we, we see that in 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 the way we worship you know often our, our worship on a Sunday is very prophetic in nature in that you know we'll have times of spontaneous song where the worship leader will be mm. you know singing out what he really feels God is is saying over us and over the nation you know the way we we would preach would be very prophetic in nature you know we'd often you know Stu is the the king of the tangent but but they're 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 prophetically inspired in that he will feel god is leading him in a certain direction so Stu being the senior Uh, pastor. sorry yes Stu being the senior pastor of our church and and chloe the 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 two senior pastors you know and of course you know the prophetic in the probably the sense that most people would understand it in that you know deliberately you know uh, hearing the the thoughts of god towards someone you know giving Mm. a a prophetic word to someone or about something um so yeah we're very much um very much a church that's 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 bathed in the prophetic, and we we try to have that in in everything we do because we want God's thoughts on on mm. you know what we're doing and uh, what we're filling our time with.
0: Sure. Now, for, for some folk, they hear the word prophetic and they have images of "Thus says the Lord" and and condemnation and you need to repent and all that, which of course is part of the prophetic books who are sure. in the Old Testament reflecting back on the law and the way in which uh, Israel and Judah had mm. departed from that. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing you're, that's not the sort of language that's typically used. I mean, it may be it, on occasions, but yeah. Yeah, well, I think, um,
2: I think that that would have definitely been my experience of mm. prophetic before um, mm. I sort of stepped into into Catch the Fire and, and where I currently am now. Um, I think there's... Uh, <laughs> I didn't really think about it at the time until I was in a in my first experience of being in a place where I was about to be prophesied mm. that um, that my belief was God knows everything about me. He sees mm. everything I do in secret. And what he's going to do now is tell somebody about it <laughs> and they're going to come and tell it to me or they might say it over a microphone <laughs> about me. God saw what you did last Friday, you know, yeah. or, or what have you. And that that um even even that understanding um being in that position suddenly made me think oh wow is this what i think of god is hmm. this what i think he is you know as in the, in the previous program tom was you know talking about how is the how is um a father and and how some people have had hmm. different experiences and and for me just even um even stepping into what the prophetic was it suddenly hmm. started opening my mind up to what i had been thinking about god um so yeah it's it's an interesting thing. I think for me it it comes down to um if we know who God is then we can we can be that scripture said you know Jesus says my sheep know my my voice they're familiar mm-hmm. with my voice. I think when we know who Jesus is and we know who the father and the holy spirit is we become familiar with their voice and we know that they only want to say loving, good, encouraging, comforting things to us. Now they will um, God will challenge, and I think He will um, convict of us of something. If if there's an area of our life that is that, um, that is is harmful or damaging, I, I believe God will absolutely convict mm. you of that. But there's a difference between conviction and condemnation. Um, and the Scripture says there's no condemn- condemnation for those who are in Christ. Mm. Um, and so, for me, if I'm giving a prophetic word for someone, I really um, I really have to listen very clearly to the father's voice and to the voice of God Um, but I know if 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 a word comes through or if something comes through that's sort of negative or or is actually I'm going to damage that person then I have to really ask is that coming from God or is that is that Mm. sort of am I bubbling that up or is that just coming from my own my own thoughts because I know my father's um, thoughts towards me outnumber the, the number of sands. Um, you know, the, the, great, of sand, the sand, yeah. Mm. Um and and so as one of our friends Dan says, you know, we just have to reach up and pluck one of those, you know, kind of out of the atmosphere. Just one of those thoughts of God towards that person. Um and his thoughts towards us are good. And and for me learning uh, going on that journey and learning that he's actually my father, um, and not like Tom said, like a policeman in the sky or like a, you know, uh, a judge waiting for mm. it, for me to step out of line, um, knowing that he 's my father and that he wants to speak love over me, he wants to speak restoration over me. those are the thoughts that 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 i 'm receiving that i 'm looking for mm. um, and if he needs to con- convict someone and and um, you know uh, maybe Tom, you can say about your difference routine yeah. you explain it very well the difference t- between conviction and condemnation there mm. um, sometimes you will need to sort of arrest my heart on something um, you know that this area of your life needs to change but he does it in the way that jesus did it which was never to tie the sin to a person's identity or tie you know the thing Mm. that needs to change tom Mm. perhaps you could yes i mean
1: we 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 often say that uh condemnation associates the sin with the with the nature so it would say you lied therefore you are a liar that's Mm. your that's your identity whereas conviction does the opposite it disassociates the sin with the nature it's Mm. you know conviction says you lied but that's not who i made you to be you know stop acting below your nature stop being less than mm. who i made you to be so even when correction does come from god it's 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 much from the from the point of view that says you know tom stop stop doing that thing that's going to stop you stepping into the fullness mm. of what i have for you stop being less than who i made you to be so so uh, you know within our church we do have guidelines on the prophetic and that's that's more from a pastoral point of view not mm. not wishing to stem the flow or control but also understanding that scripture does tell us we, we prophesy in part. And so we want to we <clears> offer, you know, the prophetic uh, in humility, you know, instead of, mm. as you so wonderfully put it, instead of, you know, thus saith the Lord, you know, it's, I, I feel this is what God may be saying. Mm. And we would mm. encourage you to, you know, weigh that against God as we see him revealed through scripture, you know, God as you see him revealed, mm. you know, through your own personal time, you know, weigh and test that, you know, we, we, we don't want to, come through with that arrogance that says we we hear everything 100% clearly all the time but mm. but but just to offer that in in humility and to say I feel this is what God may be saying you know and Paul teaches us that all prophecy is you know for the uh, encouraging and strengthening and, and comfort of of those who, who receive it so you know even passing it through that filter is is what I feel God's saying to you right now gonna encourage you is it gonna put courage mm. in you mm. is it gonna strengthen you is it gonna comfort you is it gonna propel you on that journey mm, of mm. of destiny that God has for your life, right,
0: mm. right. Um, so, you, you you want to be a prophetic church, but obviously you have to start from somewhere, sure. And there'll be people in your church who have never given a prophetic word and have now done so. Yeah. So how did you how do you create a culture which enables people to grow in their uh, ability to be prophetic? And talk perhaps you could talk in detail about what you're expecting either in people's minds and hearts yeah. in terms of hearing God. Absolutely. It's
1: a great question. Uh, I, I think we, we we go down the modelling and coaching mm-hmm. route, you know, we wanna we wanna raise people up who we, mm. we do um we do recognize as having a clear mm. prophetic gifting. There are there are a number of people in our Church who have a, a proven track record in that area. Mm. So, you know, we have a prophetic team. Um, a lady called Zara heads that up, and uh, she's amazing in in terms of not only uh, being incredibly prophetic herself, but having a real heart to to raise that up in mm. people. You know, she she really believes, as do we, that you know it's the it's the birthright of every child to hear the voice of the mm. Father. And, and often the prophetic is made to be this kind of only the chosen few, but but mm. actually the truth is that we all, you know, as Alistair said, you know, mm. Jesus said, the sheep hear my voice. And so, starting from that viewpoint of saying, mm. actually, this is your birthright, but we want to. We, it's like a muscle. We need to train that and grow that. And mm. just insofar as you know, if, you know, if my if my mum and dad are listening right now, they will know the sound of my voice. Mm. They w- they will recognize it. They'll be familiar with it. Mm. But also familiar in the way I say things and my heart and my nature and, and and often that's the case with the prophetic. You know, it's not just hearing the voice of God, but actually understanding the way He speaks and the kind of things He would say. Yeah. And then when we prophesy, you know, we're, we're just tapping into that. And uh, a, a beautiful analogy I heard of it is um, a friend of mine, Nick, uh, was saying, you know, when you prophesy, it's it's like if you were in the room and your child was at the back of the room, and yeah. and you got someone up and you said, hey, can you can you pass a message on to to my to my son over there? Can you just tell him that i'm really proud of him and and this is what i see in him and mm. it, this is what's in my heart for him for the future you know And it would be very much along those lines not can you go over there and tell him that his room's a mess and his grades were terrible and you know yes, it, the, yes. the heart of the the parent would be to affirm and to you know to um, speak life over the child mm. and and how much more you know scripture tells you you know if you ask for a, a piece of bread he's not going to give you a stone and mm. how much more will a, a good father in heaven you know if if as an earthly father my heart towards my child is Mm. i want to encourage her and empower her and equip her how much more when Mm. we hear from the the good father you know the only good father
0: sure anything to add also
2: yeah um i think the we we've done a lot of teaching and a lot of growing in in the the area of of hearing god's voice Mm. um and there's a there's a teaching um a book from a guy for guy called mark verkler mm-hmm. um on the, the 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 four keys to hearing mm-hmm. god's voice um that comes out of a scripture in Habakkuk um which basically um in a nutshell is about quieting yourself down, fixing your eyes on Jesus. Allowing yourself to sort of tune in to mm. his voice, and then either writing it down or speaking it out okay. at this moment.
0: Yeah. Well, you're listening to Leadership Fire with me, Andy Peck. I'm joined this week by Tom Alsop and Alistair Foreman, pastors of Catch the Fire London. We're going to be back just after this. Welcome back to Leadership Fire with me, Andy Peck. I'm joined this week by Tom Alsop and Alistair Foreman, Catch the Fire uh, London. Church based in Wembley. Uh, we were talking before the break of uh, of the prophetic. The church that uh, Tom and Alistair are part of is a church that uh, believes that the prophetic is for today. And we were talking before the break of of how you hear from the Lord, and uh, in order to pass on, we were talking a little bit about the nature uh, of prophecy. Um, you hinted, Alistair, before the break uh, that we can be nervous about, um, you know, getting it right, and um, you know. You, and I'm just wondering uh, how you help people through get through that barrier, because uh, a lot of folk are quite shy of the thought that maybe God would speak to them for someone and a little bit in awe of that prospect. I don't know who of you wants to talk to that.
1: I heard a, a great sermon by a, a guy called Chris Lawton, who's uh, one of the leaders at Bethel mm. Church, and um, he was sharing that when he uh, he he teaches on the school of uh, supernatural ministry and and when he's teaching prophetic the first thing he does he's got you know i don't know 5 600 mm-hmm. students in the class who have them all stand up and pair off and then i say i want you to ask god for the, the your your you know the person you're paired up with ask them for their great great grandmothers maiden name or something you know something obscure like that and you know he'll you know get them all to ask and then he'll say okay now who got it right and you know invariably no one will raise their hand and and uh you know he you know he often jokes that you know that's that's the best place to start is is to get everyone to you know in quotes fail uh in the sense that you know if if they don't understand that we do all prophesy in part that actually there'll be that fear if you know you're 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 scared you're not going to get it right that will that will keep you from ever stepping into that but actually understanding that we do all hear in part but it's something that we have to get used to it's a uh, it's something we have to train ourselves in and just understanding that you know we we do all hear the voice of God but we we have to tune into that voice you know like Alistair was saying you mm. know and, and and learn you know what what does his voice sound like you know what what are the kind of things he says you know does that match up with what I see in scripture so I think Often creating a safe environment uh, on our prophetic team will often pair people up who are perhaps a bit Mm. newer with people who are a bit more experienced so that they don't have the pressure of just Mm. prophesying over someone on their own and but but that that family kind of concept of actually just wanting to create a safe place for people to, to grow and to learn mm, mm. Um, and, and understanding that, you know, you can't, I always say to our people that we're training up, you know, you can't make a mistake in a safe place. Right. You can do things well and you can learn how to do things better. But, you know, uh, my, my role as a, as a, you know, as a parent or as a, as a leader in that environment is to just, just make them understand that this is a safe place where, you know, we just want you to mm. grow and learn.
0: Mm. So when someone comes to give a prophetic word, do you, um, are you expecting them to have a picture in their head or uh, to sense the lord speaking as they speak before they speak what um, does it vary from person to person what's the for, for folk listening thinking this is way out of my this is way out of anything i've ever thought about doing <laughs> and,
2: and bear in mind we're condensing this you know, <laughs> yes sure, sure. condensing a week's <laughs> of i understand of teaching i understand minutes,
0: yeah yeah, so, yeah absolutely
2: yeah i mean i think it it really does vary person mm. to person and um my challenge for me is that often it seems to vary for me quite Mm. a lot. Um, uh, And um, I think, I think sometimes the father does that for me at least so that I don't rely on a method or Mm. on a a particular, particular way of it working Mm. each time. Um, And so for me, sometimes when I'm, if I'm giving a prophetic word, sometimes I'll get a whole picture in my head um, about some obscure thing. um, And I'll see quite a few level of detail, you know, a few details in it and, and I'll give that word and maybe as I'm ex- saying, look, this is what I saw, some sort of understanding or some um, some revelation about what it might mean um, starts to starts to come. Sometimes um, you might just have a picture of a tree and that's mm. it. And you're like, OK, Lord, what, what's the tree about? And <coughs> it's like, No, I'm not giving you anything else than just a tree. And sometimes you're like, well, OK, I'm just going to speak that out and trust that, you know, you do something with it. And, mm. and sometimes you'll you'll say, Okay, so I see a tree and then, you know, almost as if words are being put into your mouths, things start start coming from it. Um, you know, as we know scripturally, words of knowledge um will come from, you know, sometimes well, I just have this word for you, you know, I feel the father's saying something about your job. Is that is there something happening mm. there or you know, um I think it I think it does um it does vary. Um and um, you know, for, for some people they are for some people we're connected to they they don't even think they it's almost like it's a they're they're being a conduit for the voice of god that they just they open their mouths and the lord just sort of puts the words in um and for for other people they will they will sit and they will wait you know lord what is the what is it that you're saying i want you know because i don't want to sort of be making this up on the spot because i Mm. I'm fearful of a of a pause or a silence, you know mm, mm. um and you know, as we were talking about our values um one of the one of the really important ones is intimacy um and you know, as we said, my sheep know my voice, the more intimate that we are with the shepherd, the more we're going to know his voice, mm. and I think there's that for me i've found that i've i've been used so much more prophetically um when I am fostering intimacy oh, with God. Yeah. Um, because, because it's much easier to discern what's my voice and what's his voice. Mm. Um, you know, and, and sometimes if it's very analytical and it's, you know, I'm trying to tear something apart that's probably me. And if it's a destructive thought, well, that's probably, you know, that's Mm. definitely not God. And if it's an encouraging voice or it's, it's one that's bringing life, then that's, that's probably the father, you know, so I release Mm. it in humility, but I can, with a certain level of, of trust that, this 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 is coming from God, you know. Right. We have the mind of Christ, so I kind of know how He should be thinking about certain things, hmm. you know.
0: And I, I understand this, that some churches, and I'm sure this is the case for you, will use the prophetic in for people outside the faith. So sometimes God will give a word which helps individuals realise that God is interested in them. Sure, absolutely. Had exp-
1: and, yeah, absolutely. The prophetic is a wonderful, uh, wonderful. Uh, Key to to evangelism and and we've got teams that kind of go out on the streets but but even not uh, as much as that is great, the other thing we we try and uh, teach at our church is that whole concept of being naturally supernatural so uh, an example would be you know I was out for coffee with my wife uh, a few months back and, and and the waitress came and and often for me I'll really feel often when I feel like I have a word for someone there it's almost like they're highlighted to me mm-hmm. uh, you know like kind of uh, you know, I've sometimes seen kind of words written over people or you know just a, a sense or an impression. Uh, and I had a what I felt was a word for this this waitress. Now, uh, I, I, j- just for my own boundaries, I, I asked Abby to initiate mm. the conversation, just because it was a you know a woman who I didn't know, and and she kind of just got chatting to the lady, and then I kind of segued in and uh, mm. and just shared what I felt I had for her. Now, I mean, it was a prophetic word primarily about. Uh, her being a real encourager having a, a, a ministry of encouragement now obviously being someone who isn't familiar with our <laughs> vernacular and christianese as we call it you know i i um i, I package that in a way that would be accessible to her mm. but really it was about conveying the heart of the father towards her mm. so just sharing you know that, that the father is pleased with her and the father mm. loves the fact that she represents him so well in that area mm. and, and for her she was visibly touched by that and that then enabled us to have a chat with her and talk to her about you know where she's at in life and you know share the gospel with her and and Mm. and so it was a wonderful open door but but it's about not just having the prophetic as a you know an ace up your sleeve you know for that Mm. for that church service but actually i want to be living a a prophetic Mm. lifestyle always being open to that that we call it you know the intersecting thought you know that that thought that comes from heaven that you know god wants to know are are you available the the whole time you know Mm. i'm I'm speaking all the time it's not just on a on a sunday morning between the hours of nine and eleven so sure yeah
0: so would there be um sort of some element of the prophetic in every service uh, would it would you have particular services where there might be or would it vary from service to service in terms of whether the lords you know seems to be suddenly you're going in one direction and <coughs> yeah. the prophetic is especially important that that time
2: yeah i mean i i think um what well, what we what we plan at church isn't always what happens. probably uh, very rarely what we plan is actually exactly what happens. Um, but I think because, as 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 Tom said um, before, in one of the other programs, we are we are we are chasing the presence of God. We are chasing mm. the person of God, um, and and in the process of doing that, we. We are we are desperate to hear His voice, and we we are hungry, and we yeah. are, we're desperate to to hear the leading and hear the voice of God, and so that's kind of part of our DNA of who we are as a church, and that's that's how um, that's part of our DNA of who we are as people, mm. and I, d- I don't think the DNA of the church and of the individuals should be different. You know, they they, they, yeah. they should be the same thing, um, and so you know, as Tom said, our worship leaders will really be listening for. Um, the voice of God while they're leading. Often we have two worship leaders um, who sort of uh, pass over the, the 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 role of leading mm. from maybe song to song or moment to moment. And often the worship leader who isn't leading that particular song is on stage really actively listening for what God is wanting to do and maybe if there's somewhere that he's taking mm. it. Um, we have the, the service leader, the, the maybe the MC, and, and often what, what we'll do is we'll have... Um, Uh, Will direct people, you know, if you're having a word, if you're receiving a word about what God's doing right now in this service, then come up and whisper in the MC's ear, let him know what's happening, let me know what what you're seeing. Um, And what that person will then do is kind of collate all of those words and think, well, you know, we've had a word a bit about, you know, God releasing freedom here and we've had a word about the power of the cross and we've had a word about sort of burdens being lifted off. And so that leader will then kind of... um, interject into the worship and Mm. just say you know we really feel right now the father is is wanting to release people's Mm. burdens and he wants to put the cross between you and the thing that have held you back and and there's this kind of um there's this sort of element where where it's not that we'll just give the mic to anyone who feels they've got a word but it's kind of filtered through a leader who is kind of thinking well you know um we want, we want to hear what God's doing and God speaks to more than just the leaders of the church, you know, Mm. um, and it's part of, you know, raising up people in the church to say, actually, you know, um, you're, you're valuable, you're part of this family. And, Mm. um, and so there's, there's kind of a lot of different ways. And maybe when we're ministering at the end, there might be, you know, prayer for healing going on over here and over here, somebody might be giving a prophetic Mm. word. And it's, it's, it's lovely how kind of natural it is. It's not, Okay, we're going to have a prophetic slot for twenty minutes mm-hmm. now, and then move on to the offertory or something like that. It's it's nice that because it's part of who we are individually mm. and corporately, it finds its way in in a lot of different um, okay. expressions.
0: Well, sadly, t- time has defeated us, guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but thank you so much, uh, and I hope you know this is this conversation has shed light on. Uh, thank you for being so practical in what you said of of the realities of being a church that, that hears from God and is able to uh, see that manifest in both in within the church and, and outside, so thank you so much you've been listening to Leadership Fire with me Andy Peck I was joined this week by Tom Alsop and Alistair Foreman they're pastors of Catch the Fire uh, London and uh, do log on to Premier's own website uh, premier.org.uk and you can listen to archived versions of a Leadership Fire including this one and listen to other programmes featuring uh, Tom and Alistair too which talk a little bit more about the background of Catch the Fire London